Hi, friends. Welcome back to With Great People, the podcast for high-performance teams. I'm Richard Kasparowski. Our special guest today is Lynn Langan. Lynn is a cloud and big data architect. And actually, I first met Lynn in her role. I first knew about Lynn in her role as the director and lead courseware developer for Teaching Kids Programming, teachingkidsprogramming.org. To support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com. Hi, Lynn. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Is there anything else you'd like to add on to that introduction? Yeah. Um, in addition to production work um, as a cloud architect, I am a contract instructor for LinkedIn Learning, and I have about 25 active courses on cloud topics out there. Mm-hmm. How can people find this? Just, I always, I have an internet easy name, Lang It Like Dang It, and Lynn <laughs> Lang It. If you can't find me, you're not looking. <laughs> right. Now, this is the podcast about teams, and I, I ask everybody the same question. It's a question I, I'm genuinely curious about. Uh, and I, I love to understand teams and what makes teams work, and not just teams, but the best teams that people have ever been on in their lives. So how about you? What's the best team that you have ever been a member of in your life? Well, the, the one that I'm working on now. All right. And you don't mean you and me recording this podcast. Well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the way that I work is I work uh, deliverable at a time, contract uh-huh. at a time with various customers. Uh, re- lately, I've been working in bioinformatics, been very busy because of you know COVID. Um, a lot of the cancer genomic research that my company was supporting um, pivoted to COVID. And so it really just became more work over the past you know, um, year or so. Uh, and many different clients. And so I bring together virtual teams and I've done this, I've been now in business for more than 10 years Mm -hmm. and um, I have always worked this way. Uh, So it's not something, you know, from the pandemic or anything. I always plucked out the, you know, most capable person and said, let's get on whatever, you know, platform and let's collaborate. I very rarely worked in the same room. So mm-hmm. what's what's different now? What is this team that you're on right now? So so they're all dynamic. Okay. Um, they all ebb and flow. I pay most of my subcontractors hourly, so I make it so I get enough for my deliverables that I can just basically call up when I need a specialist in A, B, or C, and then we might work for an hour. We might work for two hours, we might work for four hours, probably not any longer than that at a time. We might work every day for a week, we might work once. It's just completely flexible and dynamic um, in an extreme way. Okay, now let me make sure I, I, I totally get this. The team you're on now, do you mean literally the team you're on right now or mm-hmm. do you mean at any given moment, the team you're on. I mean, this is this this is the way I have been working for ten years. Okay. And um, it, it, in in thinking about talking about teams, I have you know I've gone in, I've gone into companies that where they have full time employees and they're fantastic and all kinds of dynamics of great teams. I think that a lot of your programs covered those dynamics. When I was thinking about how I could sort of add to your repertoire, what I really didn't hear is this maybe bizarre way that I work which is I almost think of it like um, the National Guard. You know, we've had the National Guard 
called up so many times this year. And I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I've really, you know, seen the National Guard a lot. So National Guard, they have, you know, regular jobs and regular life. But when there's an extreme need, the National Guard gets called up. And that's kind of like my team. It's like a special forces. Um, So I know this person that does Terraform. I know this person that does Docker optimization. I know this person that does Amazon IAM policies. And I just know all these specialists. And when I need X, I'll go and get them. Mm-hmm. This is so fascinating. I don't even know how to follow <laughs> up on this. The team I'm on at any given moment is the best team of my life. Well, well, so, so you know, I was kind of thinking about this. I was like, how do I describe this? And I thought, we're, we're on, because especially now with genomics, I mean, we are on the cutting edge. We're doing problems that at scale and complexity, that if you Google it, there's no answer. We're on can't Google it problems, right? So, so the analogy is more from a different sort of industry. And this, I don't know this, how this will go, but this is what I was thinking. <laughs> the, the, oceans, um, the Oceans movies, Oceans 11, Oceans 8-ish, we're doing a, a, a caper, basically. So, you know, we have, we have this, we have this, really difficult challenge that people think is impossible. I mean, I'll make an example. I did, I had one client in Australia and they had some genomic process and it was on a mainframe and it took 500 hours. And they said for one run and it would fail half the time. And they said, can you do something on the cloud? Right. So, and it took me quite a while for various reasons. I wasn't there, da, 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 da. but eight months later, we got it down to 10 minutes. Wow. All right, so <laughs> you <laughs> and your team on the caper, <laughs> special forces. We're gonna we're gonna get this done in five hundred hours, or we'll get this caper done in ten minutes. Okay. Um, the next question I like to ask is if you could. I mean, this is very current. I'm often encouraging people to go back in time and re-experience that best team, but this is this is now. How could you? describe that team, that this kind of team, this way of working, the sensation of this sort of way of working in one word? What would, what would your one word be for this kind of team? Tactical. Tactical. And what do you mean by tactical? Uh, you know, we're ex- extremely practical would be another word. Like, who can do this? Um, who, who, can, who can accomplish this? I'll give you another example of this, of this kind of team. And, and this is just such a memorable thing. Gosh, this is a long time ago. It was when the earthquake happened in Haiti. Remember that? Yeah. So I happened to be in Microsoft's headquarters in, in Silicon Valley, and there was supposed to be a conference on a Saturday. Um, and the, being Silicon Valley, there were a lot of, you know, Google and uh, whoever people there, right? And um, kind of spy on each other, right? And not for a positive reason. So there had been this effort in New York where they triangulated cell phone data to get the people off the rooftops. Um, that was if somebody knew somebody at the UN from Google and they just started it and they said, okay, we are saving people's lives. We have to go to bed. Can you people in California take over? Um, and I mean, it was the most empowering six hours I've ever had. It was like, it's my dream of tech because we had Microsoft people sitting next to Google people. We created a Creole translator and deployed it within two hours live on Google. It was just, it was like, why can't we always be like this? There were, you know, men, there were women, there were people of color, there were people that 
you know, were, you know, 60 years old, 20 years old. It was, it was like, this is what tech should be. And, you know, who can do this? Who can do this? Who can, it was like a war zone kind of, yep, because yep. it was, we were saving people's lives, you know, minutes mattered. Um, and okay. I don't work at that intensity all the time. Um, but it's that process that I try to re- replicate with people. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love that question you asked, why can't we be like this all the time? Yeah, it's perfect. Cause you, you experienced that and like, why, why can't we be like that all the time? Okay. This team of the moment, this tactical team, this dynamic team, this practical team, how do you know that it's a great team? I've asked you for the best team of your life. How do you know subjectively? What is because, it like? How, how do you know again, objectively? How do you measure? Ocean, the Oceans movies, right? Okay. <laughs> so they call up, they call up and they go, you know, they're doing some other job or they're rich and they're on some island. They don't even need to work, you know, whatever. And they're like, come on, safe cracker Joe or, you know, crypto Sally or whatever talent. Come on, you know, come on, come on, you know, and they don't really even need to do it, uh-huh. but they do it because they like each other. They want to work together. They respect each other's skills. It's fun. It's fun doing the thing that you can't Google. Like I, when I call people, I'll call people after years. I had one just recently about some new project I was doing here. And I talked to him for three years. And I was like, I just think about working with you because you're awesome. And he's like, I do too. Let's do something. Let's work on a really cool problem. So, you know, and I guess the reverse of that is if you don't have that feeling, then you just sort of let that person go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I realize this is an extremely luxurious position to be in. I had many years where I had a corporate job and yet, you know, la, la, la. But why not imagine the future if you can, right? So I, I love this as uh, all these sensations. You, you know, it's a great team because you don't have to. <laughs> And ultimately, because it's fun and you want to work together. Mm-hmm. Now, how about objectively? Are there any things that we could measure or somebody from the outside would notice? Yeah, we have to deliver working software that the customer uses. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the bar. And that the customer uses is included. I cannot tell you how many times I have talked to whoever. And, um, well, I, I did it with a... I won't say who, but a genomics customer. They had some la, 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 la. And I said, okay, how many, what percentage of your researchers have put a file into a bucket in the cloud? Because they're not going to use your la, de, la, de, la if their data is not up there. Oh, we don't know. That's a good question. They measured it. It was less than 15%. Uh-huh. It was like, you know, you can't, if you build it, they will come. No, that's not software. I mean, it says it on my Twitter, making things that people want to use. Yeah. Um, And to do that, you have to talk to people. I mean, again, I think part of it is what your background is. One of the things when I, you know, look for my, my SWAT teams, if you will, is people that, um, you know, have had these kind of experiences. I always joke that the best training to make software is being a waitress because you learn uh, who pays your tips. 
Um, you know, and there's just too many people in software that um, haven't had that experience. And so, you know, I mean, they're, they're just misguided, I think, more okay. than anything. But again, I'm in this position where I am going to be able to work with people who understand what, who we're working for and what we're working for, mm-hmm. um, which is so that our customers are just, you know, we're solving real customer problems with technology. Right. right. And this is beautiful. This is, this is really, really important. There's so, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, listeners of this podcast are into agile software development. And there's this line somewhere in the Agile Manifesto that says something like, working software is the primary measure of progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you've got it even better. Working software that the customer uses. That's... Yep. I, I, ask that, I ask that when I go into new consulting all the time. Mm-hmm. How many people are using your software? And you, it's just shocking to me that, that I have to ask that question. And then, you know, I mean, the, the level up is, and, you know, what do they like most about it? Like, I can, it's, you know, this much that people can actually answer that question, yeah. which is like, who pays your tips? <laughs> Come on. Your tips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're saying it as who pays your tips. I first got this sense from doing projects where I got paid for getting it done versus getting paid by the hour, by the mm-hmm. day, or by mm-hmm. the payroll period. Mm-hmm. You get paid, I, I would get paid for getting it done and, and that they were happy. They were so happy that they would give me the money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Which is like being a, a waitress, right? They're so yep. happy that they'll give you the money. And it's different from... It, it like, it totally screwed up my brain. I, I can't work on a salary anymore, right? No. Because it's just a, a totally different w- style of motivation and getting paid. And I, I've worked, you know, I have worked on salaries with other people. And, and I would always try to get them to be in this mindset. Like, we're not just here to show up and get paid, it's not we get paid no matter what, whether we do good work or not do good work or whether we get it done or not get it done. It's what if we only got paid if we got it done and they were so happy they wanted to give us money for it, right? How would that change the way we work? It's it's totally different. <laughs> so what are um, what are some concrete behaviors that if we were to watch one of your oceans – blank teams <laughs> are you as the lead or maybe sometimes you're not the lead what, what would we notice on one of these teams what, what are what are things that people i don't know might even be able to replicate in their teams so uh human first um mm-hmm. that you know like turn on the video now in this world turn on the video camera mm-hmm. I, I again i'm stunned i've been on entire meetings where no one's turned on the video camera nine people Mm-hmm. And, and um, they actually get, you know, miffed at me if I say, would it be possible that we can just say hello? Yeah. Um, and I just realized that, you know, those aren't going to be a good fit for the way I want to work because yeah. human first. Um, and uh, are, are you feeling good about working today? I mean, that's really a simple question. And if the person says, you know, no, I'm sick or my kid's sick or I'm stressed or, you know, whatever. Well, then the, the follow up is, um, do you want to reschedule? Um, mm-hmm. Now, again, I am in this really luxurious position. I realize that. Like not everybody can do this, but if you, if you can, you know, part of it is you're so much more productive too, right? 
um, because, you know, you're choosing to work um, and, and you're, you're having a comfort check basically. Um, yeah. uh, next thing is learning together. Um, you know, I work, I, I have a lot of people that come to me from LinkedIn learning and they say, do you want to, will you mentor me? And I'm like, no, I don't mentor people, but I work together. And uh, if you want to work with me, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll work maybe an hour or two just to make sure that you're comfortable. And then you can be a subcontractor for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I've probably had now maybe almost 15 people do that over the years. Mm -hmm. And it's been such an enjoyable experience. It's so interesting. The behavior is learn together because they come to me because I was their instructor and they're intimidated usually. And so one of the first things that I say is like, look, I, you know, I know some things, you know, some things, Google knows more things. So I consider it, uh, you know, a, you know, positive thing to see who can, who can Google faster. <laughs> uh, because, uh, you know, just like Google it, Google it, Google it. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So learn together, right? Um, and, then, and then the third thing is um, I'm an introvert. And um, the whole collaborative coding thing, I was dragged into it. Um, and at first I have to tell you, I really hated it because it was, um, enforced pairing and like everything you must pair. You can't write one line of code unless you, that's crap. Um, for me anyway, um, I call it a part together. Um, again, it's a human first creating software is a human first activity. Humans have moods, you ebb and flow. Sometimes, I mean, there are extreme extroverts. Okay. They do exist, but. I think the greater majority of people are on sort of a, a spectrum of introversion, extroversion, and it depends on kind of your life and the context. So I call it a part together. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I'll say to people is, you know, do you want to work on this thing kind of on your own and then come back together on it? Do you want to try to do it together? So, you know, again, get this understanding between people. So, mm -hmm. so again, to, to, you know, kind of summarize human first, learn together, and apart together. Those are the behaviors that I think you would observe. What could listeners and viewers who want to have teams that are this successful do? What would you advise them? Well, in addition to things I've said, um, something that I've really been working on is listening more um, mm -hmm. because the more you listen, the more you learn. Um, and I recently, I mean, just really recently, I had a, a bad cold and um, I uh, still was wanting to do work. And I was like, ah, what am I going to do? And I had some really new junior people. And I said, you know, I'm just going to listen and see what happens. I'm going to just tell them, you know, show me some project or something you've been working on so that I can kind of understand more about them. And I thought, this is a little weird for me to pay them to do this. But I thought, well, it's going to improve our ability to work together. I did as an experiment. Oh, it's good. I should have done that before. Because, um, you know, I was amazed at how much I learned about how people thought, junior people, if I listened to them for as little as 15 minutes straight without talking. Yeah. Now, you now, you have to, you know, because they get nervous, right? So, like, this is what we're going to do. Are you comfortable with this? Can you just show me a project? And, you know, I'm just going to be quiet for 15 minutes. That was about as much as we both could be comfortable with at first. Then we did 30 minutes. And... Um, the thing that was so cool about it is I really learned a lot more about what they were capable of um, because when you're in that senior junior position, it's so difficult to really understand what people are capable of because you're focusing on the problem. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then I, my whole consultancy is built around these principles, um, learn, build, teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's a kind of a business thing. Like I don't do any marketing. I don't do any advertising, but I teach. And so customers come to me because of things I've taught them. And they say, oh, you taught me this. So can you help me with my actual business problem? And so it's just been a strategy that's worked really well for me. So I try to, and plus I think it helps the industry because I'm a visible technical woman and all that kind of stuff. So I try to um, uh, uh, share that with my team members. And this new sort of technique of listening, what I'm doing is I'm teaching them to teach. Yeah. Um, so I, that's kind of my, in, my, late, my latest insight. Um, so... I love it. I love it. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add? As difficult it, as it is when I, when I have someone new um, and I'm trying to figure out if they're going to be on my, you know, caper, um, <laughs> it's actually best and you have to get agreement if you can just get to work first, even if it's just like 15 minutes to 30 minutes. Um, because it's just so much more informative to actually work with a person and then talk about it after little mini retro, but, um, to not just talk, you know, I think we should do that. Just, just like start dive in, but you have to, I think it's very important because it's unusual. And again, you want people to be comfortable. You have to just sort of ask, like, would this be possible? This is kind of set the structure. Mm-hmm. So that, so that, you know, people can, and this is weird, but let's try it kind of thing. So yeah. how can listeners contact you? If somebody wants to get in touch with you, how do they do it again? Um, well, I have, they can, they can, I'm just kidding around. They can just Google me, but um, I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter. So okay. Twitter is probably pretty, pretty good way. Um, I do, unfortunately, you know, I can't have open everything because of being a woman in tech. So you know, just, just start on Twitter and then we'll kind of go from there. LinkedIn also, LinkedIn is good. All right. All right. Lynn Langett, thank you so much for being with us today. It's, it's really been a lot of fun for me to reconnect. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And remember to support this podcast, visit my website, kasparowski.com.